You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with an emergency wealth formula banking update that I think it's really important for everybody to know. So I wanted to get Rod Zabriskie of Wealth Formula Banking, one half of our dynamic deal with him and Christian Allen on the show to explain it. Rod, uh, welcome. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining on short notice. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, okay. So explain what's going on. Maybe give us a little bit of background. Yeah. Uh, and this is all about I don't know if it's re- related to legislation or just... Yep. So it is related to legislation. So end of last year, uh, Congress passed a law. And as you know, law, laws these days include a lot of different things. Well, in inside of this major piece of legislation was a piece that was included that changed some of the uh, language as it relates to what's called the 7702, which, and that's the portion that relates specifically to life insurance and the way that it is treated inside of the tax code. So that's the impetus to all of this. Take us back. Now, it relates to guaranteed uh, returns. And right. specifically, when we're talking about this, we're talking about wealth formula banking or the whole life uh, type of, of policy, right? How is it currently? Why don't you start out with that? Yeah. And then what are the proposed changes? Yeah. So going back to the mid 80s, uh, it was set in stone that all life insurance companies who offer whole life had to offer a 4% guaranteed interest rate as a part of their policies. So that's just the way it's been mandated uh, ever since then up through this moment and, and the end of this year. So that is the part of the policy that's always guaranteed because there's always two components to this, right? There's yes. the guaranteed part and then there's the the, the d- dividends because they're all mutual companies. Right. So g- generally people are getting more than that. Maybe they're getting five, five and a half percent total. Yeah. And those dividends have, you know, those are not things that go away, but they have, they've been consistently paid out for, you know, like a hundred years from these companies. So that right. that's still there. Correct. What's changing, I understand, is the the law about the 4% uh, guaranteed part. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So the way the law is now is instead of having just a set number that the company has to go with, the company gets to choose, but but within certain parameters. So they can choose anywhere from 2% to 3.75. It's up to them. Now, most of the companies that we've seen, the products we've seen come out so far, uh, are at 3%, but again, it, it's completely up to the company to choose now what they want to have as their minimum guaranteed rate. Now, again, like you said, we have the guaranteed rate and we have the dividend. So if the, I'll have people asking, well, so does that mean that if I had 4%, but now I'm getting three, does that mean my total return uh, is, is now instead of you know five and a half, now it's four and a half? And the answer is no. If a company if their guaranteed rate is 4% right now, but they're paying five and a half, then it doesn't matter what their guarantee is. They can still pay the five and a half, right? And the so question that, is, that will change, right? The question is, will they? And that part of that is going to be dictated, I think, by market forces. Yes, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So the, if we were to go back and say, well, have dividend rates always been at five and a half? Well, no, this is, this is a recent phenomenon because interest rates are low and have been low for so long. If we went back 10 years, 15 years, dividend rate rates were up in the six, 7% range. If we went back 30 years when interest rates had been really high through the eighties, then it was right around, you know, 10%, 10, 11% uh, total between the guarantee and the dividend. 
So the, to me, what this is, and, and putting it in terms that, you know, real estate investors may mm-hmm. understand, it's effectively making it a different uh, required PREF, right? The preferred, right. the minimum return on this, uh, you know, that's guaranteed contractually went from 4% down to, it looks like, you know, probably 3% for most of the stuff. But- okay. Uh, there's a, you know, and we'll, how the dividends pay out may not, in the end, it may be a net net wash and it may not matter, but in theory it could. And so yeah. the question is, what, is there anything we can do about it? Because we still have some time. Yes. And that's ultimately to, to address what you just said. That's ultimately what drove this is the insurance companies were getting a little bit nervous that for the, a long time, they've had to offer a guaranteed 4% and interest rates have been low. And they're thinking, hey, if they stay low for another decade, then we could, it could be a little bit of a pinch for us to continue to offer that, you know, pay that 4% uh, guarantee. So they were kind of the, the driver for that. Um, but, but you're right. There is still time. So basically it's the end of the year is where the change happens. Mm-hmm. So in other and words, can, any- And people already have a policy. They're grandfathered in they're with that fine. 4%. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever whatever your guaranteed rate was at the time you wrote your policy, it's contractually guaranteed for the life of the policy. So that stays the same. You're good if you already have one of these policies. But if you uh, have been thinking about it, or or even if you have one, you're saying, hey, maybe I want to add another one. Um, and that uh, that guaranteed four percent rate is something you're thinking, man, I'd I'd really rather get it done before that changes. Then that's the end of the year. And uh, now there's there's a there's a, a runway that we have on this because it takes underwriting. You have to have completed your underwriting and be ready to start the policy in order to take advantage of this. And so I think the reason why we're, we're doing this in, in the way we're doing it right now is that it's, there's kind of a, uh, an urgency to get applications submitted. Uh, I, I can guarantee you there's going to be a, a high volume of applications going in with these companies. And so the sooner the better, uh, if we can get the, you know, get the, uh, that underwriting process started. I always tell people plan on four to six weeks anyway. Yeah. Um, but, 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 you but, know. When, but when does the, okay, so they get an application in is this, if the application is in before the January 1st, are we okay? Or does it have to actually be accepted? No. So, okay. Well, what, how long does it usually, so we've got, I mean, we're really right at the deadline here. So if somebody's on, the, um, you know, thinking about doing this, there's another reason to do it like now instead yeah. of, yeah, right? sooner rather than later. Yep. So uh, do you think that it's very likely if somebody started this type of thing in the next week or two that we'll, we can get it done? Absolutely. Yep. Like I say, four to six weeks is our general projection on that. Sometimes it's quicker. Um, but, but yeah, for planning purposes, if someone got in the next couple of weeks, then I have every confidence that we should be able to get it done by the end of the year. One more question for you, for guys like me who have these uh, convertible policies. Yeah. Uh, do we get grandfathered in with the 4% if we do? Or how Great question. That? Only if you only if you convert into it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the convertible term uh, gives you special privileges, but that privilege only basically gives you access to the permanent life insurance policies that that company is offering at that point in time. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and that that might be something to consider for those of you holding convertible too, because if your health got worse in the interim, they may not want to give you as, as much. So anyway, okay, good stuff. I don't want to take up too much of your time, 
best way to contact, obviously, I would just say go to wealthformulabanking.com, fill out the forms there, and Rod and Christian will be ready And uh, if you decided to move forward with this. Sound, uh, sound about right? Yep, that sounds right. We'll okay. do it. Thanks for, thanks for joining, Rod. Absolutely. Thanks, Buck. Okay, folks, that's it. That's just an emergency thing, just as a courtesy to try to, to help you get something done if you're trying to do it. So go to wealthformulabanking.com. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time.